You're worth the time it takes to establish a grounding ritual with the earth. You are part of the earth. The, the earth is alive and she is conscious. And if you establish a vibrational relationship with the earth, you will benefit on so many levels. Welcome and thank you for pressing play. This is Dessert with D. because who doesn't love a delicious dessert? that makes you want to come back for more. And who doesn't love a juicy, engaging, insightful conversation that brings wellness to your life that just makes you want to come back for more? My name is Denise Chavez, and on Dessert with D, we are talking everything wellness, and we will leave no topic off the table. Each week, you will hear real-life stories, mind, body, and spiritual transformations from people who have turned painful, challenging times into their life's purpose. I will bring you insightful guests that will share wellness life hacks and tools that you can immediately put to work to enrich your life. Thank you for being my guest on Dessert With Me. The time is 11.11 as I'm starting this podcast, and it couldn't be any more appropriate for the guest I'm bringing on today. Um... Did you know that simply by walking on the earth with your bare feet, you receive healing energy from Mother Earth, actual electrons that get transmitted into your body that promote wellness, a sense of well-being, and can help and heal any kind of wellness uh, issues that you might be going through. And today, uh, today's guest, her name is Carmen Sima is a specialist in Ayurvedic medicine. She is a long time, many years in the wellness um, practicing industry, if, if, that, if that's even a word. Uh, <laughs> and I met uh, Carmen. I was introduced to Carmen because I was studying grounding. And I thought, hmm, who is local to me that I might find a practitioner that knows grounding? And I found a, uh, a podcast or a, a video I watched it. I was so enthralled and I reached out to her and here we are four years later. This was pre, pre, uh, uh, COVID. Pandemic. Yeah. And here we are. And I'm so, um, so honored to have Carmen, uh, sharing her, her magic, her medicine with all of you, uh, the breadth of knowledge that she has. And I'm just letting her just put the spotlight on what she's called to do. So Carmen, thank you so much for being here with us today on Dessert with D, and um, let's just get started. How did you get started? Thank you, Denise. Thank you for that beautiful introduction. How did I get started with work with the holistic practicing? Is that yeah, the your, your, a little bit about your background and how, how you're here today. What brings you here today? You know, I when I was a little girl, I wanted to be a lawyer. That was my original plan. I thought I would be defending the defenseless. And uh, always thought I would I would be a lawyer until my mom became sick. She was ill of uh, different types of chemicals from her job and became intoxicated in her liver. And I became privy to Ayurvedic medicine. And um, through the process of working with an Ayurvedic doctor, holistic medicine, mind, body, spirit, all of that integration, it became, this was before like social media was such a thing before we had youtube on wellness this was like 
1990s, early 2000. Mm. Um, and I started learning about Ayurveda through, through a doctor that I emailed for support with my mom. And it just shifted my perception on medicine in general. She was taking so many medications and not helping her. Just as you know, it was just putting a Band-Aid on the situation. And it just, my passion from becoming motivated on helping the defenseless, that was my first intention. Then I became, I became more involved with holistic medicine, learning through, I don't know, just being a mom, an early mom and trying to keep my son healthy. But with my mom's immunity being compromised and learning the connection of the gut and the mind, I became enthralled in this idea of staying grounded myself. Yeah. So for the listener that we'll have different types of listeners, but the listener that doesn't um, understand or is not familiar with Ayurvedic medicine, can Mm -hmm. you just give like a basic 101 of what that is? It is a a 7,000, approximately 7,000 year old ancient wisdom that originates in India. And it is, um, according to history, the first medical system on earth. And then from there, others derived like Buddhism, acupuncture, and all, all of the others. So it's the, the original source of holistic medicine. And it is a, it's where a yoga comes from. And yoga is a branch. Some people call it the sister. Yoga is a sister of Ayurveda. So Ayurveda is more focused on the body, healing the physiology through the what we bring into the senses diet exercise breath work and then yoga the yoga portion of it is more achieving enlightenment through your body movement so they're connected it's it's holistic mind body and spirit you know i i've always thought ayurvedic medicine was only food this is the first oh no oh this is the first oh that's interesting so it is an it is the the overarching um, philosophy of yes. mind, body, spirit, yes. wellness. Yes. And Ayurvedic food is just a portion of that. Oh, yes. It's a very oh, important portion, but it, it is only one of the tenets. So that's um, nutri- di- diet as a way to balance the inner, you know, the inner body. But there's also meditation, breath work, mindfulness. And so all of the modern ways of becoming holistic really originated in India with this. I mean, some people say maybe e- Egypt, Atlantis, Egypt. right? You're right, for sure. <laughs> and I, I understand Ethiopia. The, the origin is the origin. <laughs> yes, the origin is the origin. <laughs> but from what we, the information that was preserved, the longest preserved holistic medicine comes from India. So the Vedas, that's where the information comes from. The Egyptians, Ethiopians may not have... Maybe their information was destroyed during during wars. But even and part of the reason as your question as to how did I even get involved with Ayurveda, I was actually seeking holistic medicine from my own, like Mayan roots. But mm. we don't have information. It was destroyed when they were, you know, conquered. Conquered. And so yeah. tell me a little bit about your background. So I'm You're- Mexican, born in Yucatan, Merida Yucatan. And I my background is Mexican. I have some Cuban, a little bit of Cuban, a little bit of Spanish, but I was born in Merida, born in Yucatan and came to the U.S. at two. At two. Mm-hmm. So you have it in your, in your, in your roots of the, uh, oh, the yeah. calling, the calling. Yes. Do you yes. have any other family members that participate or that, that are oh. in this realm? 
On my father's side, my great-grandfather was a shaman and has roots in the holistic, um, you know, just being with herbal, herbal medicine, less academic, more organic, intuitive. Uh, a lot of seers on my father's, father's side, mm. uh, clairvoyants. On my mother's side, there are psychics and there are, you know, other types of intuitives. So from both of my backgrounds, there's that, that uh, third eye energy. My father is an engineer, but he's also an herbalist. He lives in Yucatan, and he's an Aquarius like you, and just loves being in nature, and he's a total nature baby. And I wasn't raised by my father. He's in Yucatan. My mom came here with myself uh, when they got divorced. But I, I, have, I grew up here, and you're just like your father. You're just like your father. And when I met him when I was 12, I was so relieved. I was so relieved because he was a bit of an oddball, just always doing <laughs> things on his own, you know, tinkering in his garden and loving the nature. The typical Aquarian, aloof, <laughs> detached, <laughs> and very intelligent. And just loving the idea that, oh, it's not so bad to be like him because he is a nature baby. Nature yeah, baby. He loves his plants. You know, when you say that... Um, you thought you would uh, be the, the attorney defending the mm-hmm. the the, uh, the weak or defending the the, yeah. the what is what was the word you the used? defenseless. Defend, the defense, <laughs> you know, when I think about that, Carmen, that's exactly what you're doing. Mm. Because I believe that there's there's so much to learn, and we are defenseless without that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mm. have to be medicine. It I mean, it doesn't have to be chemicals it doesn't have to be prescriptions from doctors yeah. it's the knowledge that you bring is the medicine just mm. your whole being so you know maybe another way to rethink that is mm-hmm. you are you are you are being that that attorney in a in a way that that being advocate def, that advocate to mm-hmm. de- defend the 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 defenseless mm-hmm. so i think it's it's just so beautiful I never so thought talk- of it that way. That's beautiful. Thank you for that reframe. <laughs> yeah. So, so talk to me a little bit about what you've specialized in, in, and, um, you know, I, I, I'd like to always bring to the forefront, um, modalities and mm-hmm. practices that are available, that are simple, that don't necessarily cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. don't require, you know, a personal coach. Yeah. You know, there's so much need today. Um, so some some drops of wisdom on what's available. If someone is listening to this, how do I get started? You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a mess. How do I get started to feel better? What, what would you? What would I guarantee. I cannot promise you won't feel like a mess. This is what I would say to them. I cannot promise you won't feel like a mess because I still feel like a mess sometimes, <laughs> and right. it's okay. But I promise you that you will have a new level of acceptance about the mess and the chaos of being human. If we can just get to the simple, practical, basic things that are available to all of us. And for me and for all of the Vedic knowledge that I've learned, the most basic fundamental, it's like we all should be doing this is grounding and earthing and getting our little feet to connect to mama earth. Mm. Because from a very scientific perspective, we are electrical beings. From a very spiritual perspective, we are electrical beings. We are vibration. And the energy of the earth, she is called Mother Earth for a reason, because she nourishes us. I like to think that her gravity is like a 
like a medicine, you know, and we're always in it. And just even if we can't get to the beach or to the, to the ground right away, but just even the alignment, even together right now, we could think of having that we are in the graceful gravitational force, forces of the earth right now. And just like surrendering to it, surrendering like, oh, I'm already earthing. I'm actually here on earth, so I'm already earthing. But mm-hmm. allowing myself to to have that mindfulness like, oh, I am earthing because she's holding me here. I'm not floating in space. But the true definition of earthing is getting our feet to touch the ground. Yes. That's going to reduce inflammation. It's scientifically proven. It reduces physical pain. It literally reduces inflammation. If we're walking from at least 20 minutes, it shifts, it shifts your electrical, electrical harmony. Right. And it brings us into parasympathetic. That to me was like, poof. Okay, so time out for a sec. I, uh, I watched a documentary and the, the, the realization that I received from that is when we came out with tennis shoes and created the, the plastic tennis shoe and how that is the disconnection. The shoe is the disconnection. Mm-hmm. Um, and how does someone that maybe hasn't touched the earth, what's, what's incredible is that sometimes you talk to someone and you ask them, how, 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 when is the last time you've t- actually touched the earth? And it's, it's incredible that our, our kids are on playgrounds, they're on asphalt, they're in tennis shoes. Even the children aren't mm-hmm. running around, right? Yeah. So, um, had, you know, so I just wanted to interject that. I just thought it was so incredible yeah. I mean, it's, it, and didn't, didn't, re- didn't realize that that was a thing. Mm-hmm. So, Earthing. It, so the, how do I, going back to your question, how do we begin? Getting, becoming conscious that first of all, it doesn't cost anything. Just allowing yourself the permission to take a break. Or if you can't take a break, take your meeting with you. Go walking. That's why I tell my clients that begin the process. They don't know they're like CEOs or like high level alphas. I work with a lot of people that are super like high level. And, sure. and they just want to get to a place of like groundedness because they're so used to producing, producing, producing. They have a lot of obligations. And it's hard for them to turn off the mind, to turn off being in charge, to be, turn off being a leader. But it's becoming an issue when they get to a certain age and they realize like, okay, stress is a factor that's going to kill me. And so they, that's when I get the call, right? Or I tell them, <laughs> go take your Zoom call to the park. Take your, if you can, especially during COVID, take your meeting with you. Go for a walk. Do your best to put, or get in a grounding mat. There's also grounding mats that they sell that you could put underneath your desk. Begin that way. What Even if you could just take a longer bath, because baths also are grounding. But Getting out, I mean, we have a drought right now, so maybe that's not ideal, but just sitting with yourself, breathing, and then getting a little commitment of maybe 10 minutes a day. I'm just going to walk 10 minutes when I put my feet on the ground. On my drive home before work, I'm going to get to the park. Just five minutes. Even five minutes is an intention that will begin to build. And you're basically communicating to the universe, I, I want to reconnect to, to this system that we are in, to this planet. I mean, we came here to the earth to be human and we are on this beautiful planet for a reason. We want to observe the, the essence of her. 
That's so beautiful. And and then the disconnection happens. The and shoes, life happens. Life happens. The, the sh- distraction. The, yeah, the shoes, the computers, the all the things. Oh, don't even get me Im- started with all the electricals. Yeah. That that, that we're we, plugged we into. Believe, yeah, that we're plugged into that are supposed to improve our lives. And really, when you look at it, what has it done? I like to think of what the is, earth as like a motherboard. And I go there and I upload her vibration into my body. So, Carmen, what are the physiological things? Can you talk a little bit yes. about that? The people that, again, we're going we're gonna to get people that go, oh, that's woo-woo magic. You know, that's whatever you're talking about. I, I need the science behind it, right? You've got the, that listener. And then you've got the other listener yeah. that says, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. I mean, it's been proven that walking, well, it's not just earthing. Well, earthing is like the main thing, right? Getting your, your feet on bare ground, especially if it's wet, like wet grass or sand, because now you have the negative ions of water which creates more electrical charge. So negative in the world of, of the earth is actually positive for us, for our body. Because inflammation, when we have inflammation, we create free radicals. Free radicals have a positive charge and they create havoc in the body. They create disharmony. They create indigestion and, and can what basically happens is our brain and our gut don't communicate as well when we have a lot of inflammation. And if from, from a perspective of spirituality, our chakras become really out of alignment. They're not in harmony with themselves. Our nervous system, basically. Chakras is just another way of addressing our central nervous system. The communication of the brain with the rest of the body through the nerves. And so when we... Go ahead. I was going to ask you, and, I, and you tell me when it would be appropriate to talk a little bit about chakras. Because that's another term people are saying. People may ask, well, what, what is that, a chakra? Yeah. Because these are... These are, you know, we're, we're in this wellness space and I, I'd, I'd venture to say there's the majority of our cross population isn't. Mm -hmm. So to to hear the word chakra, it's a term that people may not be familiar with. Yes. And so to answer your first question of like physiologically and we'll get to the chakras, the physiological effects of getting your body connected to the earth, it reduces depression. It reduces inflammation because the electrical charges of stress also create disharmony. And who doesn't have stress? We all have stress, right? So it throws off our endocrine system, our hormones, cortisol goes up. So the endocrine system and the endo- and the central nervous system are greatly influenced by mm. the electricity of the earth. The earth vibrates and, and um, resonates and emits electrical charges that are negative. Again, in the world of science, that's positive (laughs) for us, for our bodies. And so when we have, when we are exposed to negative electricity of the earth, it cleanses us of the excess positive charges that are created by free radicals and that then lead to inflammation. So that is why for those science-based people, that it's that is why inflammation reduces because the negative frequency of the earth reduces the charge of the positive inflammation-induced um, uh, vibration in the body. Yeah, so it yes, oxidation reduces, right, which is caused by the free radicals. So if pain, if inflammation reduces, then physical pain reduces. So if you have joint pain. If you have emotional pain, this is another thing. If you have trauma, 
it will absolutely help you with processing the trauma because if you're touching the earth and you're getting all of this wonderful energy and your body is now shifting from sympathetic, which is when we're in fight or flight, which is when we are in the state of stress response and we can't regulate our nervous system, that's the sympathetic. If we're in that space, it's harder to heal. It's harder to feel grounded enough to process. It's harder to be resilient, to actually relive that memory of the trauma so that you can digest it fully emotionally, emotional digestion. That cannot happen in sympathetic nervous system. So when we get to a place of parasympathetic, which when we switch over, which happens while we're earthing, the body relaxes and it realizes, oh, I'm not under attack anymore. Oh, I'm not under the the influence of uh, the traumatic person or the traumatic situation from my childhood or from my boss or from my partner, right? And if you're, if people that are in, in abusive relationships. So when we're getting ourselves in a place of being in nature, the brain and Mother Earth sync. There's a vibrational harmonization that happens. And then we ground, the body grounds. And what grounding means is basically that you achieve vibrational harmony. Hmm. That's what grounding means. It means that our electrical impulses become normal. And most of us are not vibrating at normal electrical pulses. We're we're anxious, we're stressed, we're up. (gasps) You know, we're like (gasps) fight or flight, right? And so when we're that down, that getting into parasympathetic, which happens organically by exposure to the Earth's electrons, you don't even have to try it. Just get yourself out. It just... It's automatic. It just does it naturally. It just does automatic. it naturally. Yes. Is that is that why it's so powerful? Uh, there's another practitioner that I'll uh, I plan to have that does um, sound bathing outside. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens outside is more is more potent than mm-hmm. happen happen than if it happens indoors. Because of the natural pool. Because half of the work is already done. More than half. Your nervous system, when you're outside, not only the the earth itself, the electrical impulses of the earth, I kind of want to close on the parasympathetic. When you're in parasympathetic nervous system, when your body feels that it's not being attacked and we're in a state of parasympathetic, we're more grounded, meaning we're returning to our normal electrical harmony. Our cells and our electrons are able to do their work better. And so you you have a foundation now. And from that foundation, you can now be more resilient to process the emotions, the stress, to think clearly, to go from unclarity to clarity. Hmm. And so with your comment of the lady uh, facilitator that does the sound healings outside, 1,000%. She is an awareness that that is going to be much more effective for the people she is guiding because Mother Nature is Hmm. supporting her maybe sunshine right we still haven't talked about sunshine or fresh air light (laughs) earth is just one of our allies we have all of the elements to draw strength from it just goes back to just the basics yeah of going outside and enjoying what our what god universe higher power whatever you term has created to find our place in nature yes and letting our bodies soak yes, that in. Yes, yes, yes. 
Emotional wellness comes from vibrational wellness. But when we are so traumatized or so afraid and so stimulated, it's so hard to process our feelings or to get to mental clarity. And so the one thing that I tell people is you're worth it. You're worth those five minutes. You're worth it. So the listener that may say, well, I've already done that trauma stuff. (laughs) I've worked (laughs) one and done, right? Oh, I already did that. I processed that. That may not be aware of how deep the trauma, the the trauma that lives in our Mm -hmm. bodies. How does, how does one root those? How does one root that trauma? The, the, The one that's not even aware that it's there. Well, we also have to respect that everyone's on their journey and some people may not want to get to that place in this lifetime. Yeah. You know? Okay. But if it's a client yeah. that says, I I'm, I want to do the work and they're paying me or there's just friends sure. who are like, oh, I've but, already done that. Okay. I just accept. They don't, they don't, yeah. they're fine. This is a, not a lifetime that they want to go deep. We just have to accept. Mm. Just do what you can. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I have one of my clients is a, a few clients of mine that are doctors. They're still grieving things from their childhood and they know the knowledge. They know the mm. work. They do the work and they will still have moments of like, I, I still feel pain from that. And so yes. I say to them, that yes. too is a divine experience. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess it is that that um, the trauma is going to be there and maybe it will always be there and not be root, rooted or be transcended and it's something that is it's what it perhaps it's a level of it's acceptance. a level of just understanding that there's a part of myself that will have that memory i just have a really good memory <laughs> you have a really good memory you're everything in your body but if it's causing you grief and suffering for prolonged periods of time and it's distracting you from what, what it is that you want to accomplish in your life then then we need to we want to address it. If the person is ready and would like to be in a space of going deeper with that, then we could address. And that's what I love about Ayurveda because it goes deeper into karma, into ancestors, into the root chakra, which is the unconscious mind into past lives. Because sometimes they're like, I did everything I possibly could with my therapist. I'm like, well, that's when they come to me. Usually that's when I, I, that's what ends up happening is that, reason why I have a lot of clients that are therapists is because their client told them about their session with me and then the therapist came wanting ah, to talk to it. their ancestors. Oh, the, ther- the, the actual therapist came. That- because oh. one of my requirements with my clients when they want to go deep into their chakra work or their Ayurvedic work and they want, because everything is connected to emotions, you know, it's mind, body, spirit, mind, body, spirit. Mm-hmm. We cannot separate. Um, if someone comes to me for dietary support, yes. We're going to talk about emotions because Ayurveda does not just, we don't, we don't just do diet. We're going to talk about psychology. We're going to talk about trauma. We're going to talk about coping mechanisms. And so oftentimes what I suggest, actually it's a requirement that people see a therapist if they're going to go deeper into their trauma, that they work in alignment with me and their therapist because we're going to discover things, right? And so part of the reason why I do end up Working with a lot of therapists is because my clients will then tell their therapist about our session and then the therapist will book a session <laughs> and, and it's, I'm grateful. 
<laughs> oh, that's what you know. I just think that's so beautiful because then you get you get both. You you the the the, the client is getting both your support and the support that that. Uh, it's a holistic approach because right? we want support. It's like one therapist doesn't fit all, and we can't get all of our needs met by just one healing facilitator. We have a lot of things to work through, right? It it just sounds like you you have so many tools in your toolkit. You have so many tools available through Ayurveda. the Ayurveda, and it's a lifelong but, journey. I mean, I'm always I have giant books on my desk all the time because I'm always learning. I'm always discovering a new level of whoa clarity. Like whoa, even within myself, whoa, another level of trauma. Like what you said, how do you root the trauma? I don't know if you can a hundred percent, and that's okay because the trauma yeah. is also the teacher. Well, what, yeah, what is that? Your your mess becomes your message. Yes, and it, it also is a guide. It is a guide for us. And so accepting it and, and working with it and compromising with it, like if you're not feeling, I have a client that's a therapist and she gets very triggered with her clients, certain clients that have certain traumas. And she has been going to therapy for 10 years. And she's like, and I said to her, you know what? Maybe don't work with that t- that type of client. <laughs> Because you're a wonderful client. You're a wonderful therapist. I mean, she's one of, you know, she has a lot of experience. She has a lot of accolades. She's a wonderful client. I'm sorry, therapist. But maybe why keep torturing yourself? Just don't work with that specific trauma. Sure. Um, So let's talk a little bit about chakras. So chakras are basically... Uh, they call them wheels of energy where your central nervous system, their energy points where your nervous system meet like a traffic jam <laughs> kind of, where they kind of combine. There's a lot sure. of nerves that come together in major parts of your body. We have hundreds of energy centers, thousands of them, really. We call them nadis. But when there's a con- concentrated location and there's seven major ones in the body, we call that a chakra. And so those naughty points are nerve ending, nerve, um, they meet. And so they create a vibration frequency. So we have seven, the first one being at the end of the tailbone. We call that the root chakra, the second chakra, the sacral chakra right beneath the navel, the third chakra being right above the navel, the solar plexus, the heart center, the throat chakra, the third eye. And there's another one right be- right underneath called the bindi, but a lot of people don't talk about that one. And then we have the crown, which is the brain frequency. And so they, uh, from an Ayurvedic perspective, the organs that are near those centers have a frequency of harmony that we could achieve with foods, herbs, breathwork, yoga, mantras, nature and this is why nature is so valuable because your central nervous system aka your chakra system becomes harmonized in nature it your chakra system becomes harmonized when you're outdoors ideally in the morning or in the evening not necessarily during when when the sun is most potent because it could be very stimulating the sun but in the morning and in the evening when it's cooler is ideal for your central nervous system to feel harmony with nature. Because we have to remember that we are part of this earth and this solar system, the moon and the sun and the universe, finding our place in the universe. And so your nervous system is a way to communicate. It depends on how deep you want to go with this, Denise. (laughs) 
because it's okay. No, go. Okay. Just you go. I'm not going to. From go, the Vedic Carmen. perspective, the more relaxed you are, aka when you're in your parasympathetic nervous system, you become more available, less resistant. When we're stressed out, we're tense. We're not resistant. We're not available at all. Available to what? The vibration of the universe. So when you are in parasympathetic nervous system, the reason why healing becomes more enhanced when you are in parasymp is because your vibration is, let's say your vibrational pores become more available to the cosmic prana, the universal healing energy. Then you become more aligned with the infinite intelligence that you are part of. You become oneness with the universe, even if you're not aware of it. That's why walking outside is so important. Grounding, grounding, grounding. Yeah, even if you're even not if you're aware not aware of it, it, it just even yeah. if you're not aware, it, literally you become you can draw energy from the universe and let it enter through your chakra system. It becomes like a portal, like a vortex that, like a uh, what do you call that? Like a whirlpool. The whirlpool mm-hmm. draws in the energy of the universe into the body, and that creates. Not only vibrational harmony with your electricity, your electrons, but spiritually, it is said to align you with the infinite mind, with the universal mind, with God's mind, God is mind, however you connect to the higher mm. power, the force. And so you become one with the force. <laughs> Sorry, I'm caught. I'm, 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 right. I'm, and let it yes, be with you. Like you become one with the force, like a Jedi, right? <laughs> with Yoda, you're you're like a little so Jedi. So when we teach the chakra class, I always call my my, my students uh, chakra Jedi's because just trying to get to that place where we are one with the force. One in that movie, it's very evolved because really it is about us. For sure. How do you become in alignment? How do you become more intuitive? How do you become more relaxed to receive the the inner knowing? The, the energy of the universe that is within you, which you are part of, by quieting your busyness and the busyness of this world, the shoes, the electricity that unground us create so much noise. So being out mm-hmm. in nature helps us quiet the that chaotic frequency and resets our electricity to internal harmony, which then makes our antennas more available to the universe, to the intelligence, to the healing, to the creativity, you know, to the love. And that's when real healing takes Mm -hmm. place. And you don't even need to know all the details of all, like, the knowledge. You (laughs) don't. You just get out. And when I go on my morning walks, I see people out and they're just smiling. They don't know their chakras are more radiant. Because of that morning walk, right. they don't know that they're more grounded and their sacral chakra is relaxed and that their solar plexus is more empowered and that their heart is more easygoing. But when you go out on those morning walks or get yourself to touch the earth on a regular basis, you will then be more radiant. And radiant means like oozing out good energy, oozing out. Then you'll be more supportive of people genuinely. Or not, because you will have better boundaries. Because then you'll be like, I don't have that right now. I can't do that right now. It's not just about being always of the other, being of service. It's also like loving yourself. 
you know, that balance. Yeah. That balance of like, I'm going to give, but I also need to give to myself. And that's not easy. I still struggle with that. That's definitely a life lesson for me. So with the, with the Mm -hmm. chakras Mm -hmm. and these points, in our yes. body. There's seven chakras. Main, there's seven main chakras. There's there's others. Seven yeah, main but chakras. But there's also the main main vibrational portals. Okay, I don't so two two questions. So the <clears throat> depending on trauma or the experience, negative experience, whatever one mm-hmm. has experienced, does the actual <clears throat> event, trauma, emotion that isn't processed, does it actually live in that chakra? Well, it creates vibrational in disharmony. It creates vibrational disharmony within your nervous system. And for some people, it is more heart. It affects more your heart, depending on your constitution, like depending on who you are as a vibration, like not just like how mm-hmm. you're, you were raised, but like who you are electrically. Uh, meaning like, okay. yes, it has to do with your birth, your vibration, your, your, like vibration. your birth chart. It does have to do with the astrology. In Ayurveda, we do look at those things. But also like what element is mm. dominant if you're more earth type, a water type, a fire type. For some people say they're more fire dominant. They express more fire element. For If they have a traumatic experience, they might become excess in their fire energy and be more angry type of person. Uh and this is what my podcast is about, talking about the elements and how they are showing up in when we're in balance and when we're not in balance. Somebody that has more water energy, say a Cancer with a Scorpio or Pisces, and they have a lot of water energy, for them, if they be, if they get traumatized as, as a young age, they may become overeaters. They may become, because they need to soothe. It, it, it's kind of a complicated answer because there's all these little idiosyncrasies sure. okay. like Syncrasies, yes. It's not easy. It's not easy. Where you were well, born, it has, right? It has the to do with like born, who you that. are as a whole person. And that takes me to why Ayurveda is so not, it's not one size fits all. We cannot give you a pill. This is why the medical mm. system is so disheartening to me because one pill cannot heal every single person. And with the holistic mm. approach, not just Ayurveda, like Chinese medicine and other holistic, like mm. more, when we look at the individual, we look at the whole person. Each person requires undivided attention in a session because there are no two clients that I could say, oh, we're going to treat them exactly the same, even if they have the same symptoms, because we have to look at their elements. And that's what Ayurveda is based on. Are you Vata, Pitta, Kapha? Are you out of balance in your air element? Are you out of balance? So what is that? What is the the, the, the three that you That's the body types, correct? Who we are. All of us have the five great elements that influence who we become, our inclinations, our hobbies, even how we express emotion, our intellectual vibration. And so in Ayurveda, we see the microcosm and the macrocosm, meaning the universe and us. We're representation of the universe. So that that means that we contain the same stuff that makes the universe the same Elements, water, fire, air, space, and ether. No, wait, ether, wait, earth, water, fire, air, and space. And so those are the five, we call them pancha mahabhutas, so the five elements. And how they express in us also has to do with our chakras. 
So going to your answer of the chakras, it's all connected. We are, Mm. this is why earthing is so important because we are nature. Mm. We are expressing nature all of the time. Your desire to get information is because you're airy, you're intelligent. That air quality makes your mind expansive and makes you want to absorb all the knowledge. Even on our initial conversation, you said, I have this program and it has a lot of information. It could be overwhelming. Your mind doesn't get overwhelmed with all that information because you're air, you're expensive. Hmm. Somebody that may have a lot of maybe fire or water, maybe they have less capacity to contain that much information. So those people that are telling you they're overwhelmed with all this information that it could be overwhelming, they may be more water dominant, more earth dominant. Men may not have as many influences of the air element, which makes your mind expansive. Interesting. I thank you. That's a that's a big aha moment. Why do the uh, chakras? Well, have colors. Color? Everything is vibration. Is everything is electrical, and the rainbow has a frequency. The reason we even see the color spectrum of the rainbow is because of vibration. So the red of the beginning, the root chakra is said to be more in alignment with the vibration of red, which is like a more slow, the way it influences our brain. It's more, it's more grounding, slow. It helps us like rest, find our balance, find our, Mm -hmm. our foundation. And then orange is a little bit more playful. That's the second chakra. That's It's all related to the influence of what that chakra requires to be in harmony, in vibrational harmony. So the root chakra in red is, is like ground, your basic needs. Um, stability, earth, strength. Orange is more playful. So the second chakra is the water element. What is water? It's playful. It's fresh. It's alive. It's healing. And so that orange is like in the flow and sensual and that's orange is a little bit more expressive in that way. And then fire, the third, the third chakra, yellow, that's the sun. So it's the energy of the sun. The third chakra is connection. It has a connection to the sun, which is also connection to our digestive system. And so they each, each organs are associated to that color as well. And then, oh man, there's so many details that makes it so beautiful. Then, then the, the so heart. Let's go, let's go through all of the them. The heart is so green. The, so green yeah. is fresh, light, the air element. So freshness, um, the earth, also green, spring, um, energy, right? Green is refreshing. It's also uh, like light. It's associated to wind and expansion, and then the fifth chakra is blue. Blue has to do with more like a little bit deep, more like wisdom. Think of the space element, the universe. When you think of the universe, it's dark. So it's like a, actually not dark. It's actually like a, like a turquoise blue, but it's, it's sky. It's the energy of the sky. So now it's like big picture things. So now we went from the air element, fresh, fresh, fresh energy of like spring, green, grass, forest, right? To then the fifth chakra, which is ether which is sky think of the blue sky so that blue energy of the fifth chakra is actually the sky it's expansive it's unlimited it's up so aquarians really resonate with sky and blue energy but also heart chakra and then Mm. the third eye is more like an indigo color which is more spirit now we're no longer in the elements the sixth chakra doesn't have an association with elements it's the essence of your spirit so if you notice, a lot of spiritual things will be purple, lavender, 
you know, indigo. Mm -hmm. It's, Mm -hmm. it's the balance of the yin and the yang, the Shiva Shakti, masculine and feminine. It's Mm -hmm. the left and the right brain hemisphere. Mm -hmm. It's harmony with Mm -hmm. your brain. It's a truth, real truth. It's real altruistic love. It's the balance of once your first five chakras are in harmony, then your third eye becomes more available to you. Oh, so it's the, the, the first, first five mm-hmm. chakras are more physical. Absolutely. That's the physicality. You're human. And once those are in alignment, then it works up. Yeah, we're, we're, we're humans going through, we're, we're, no, we're spiritual yeah. beings going through a human experience, right? And then so now we're in our sixth chakra. So we've transcended then into yeah. our spiritual. Yeah. And you don't always have to know the details. Like people, there are very many spiritual <clears throat> people that don't have sure. their chakras aligned because of good karma. Maybe they've been very spiritual in past lives. I mean, I know people that have never read a spiritual book and are the kindest, most gentlest spiritual people. <laughs> and they listen to rap and, you know, eat hamburgers. But that's their karma. <laughs> sure. The rest of us that have <laughs> karma, <laughs> we have to do harder work. <laughs> And they're and they're yes, spiritual as it's, it's true. I mean, they're so you don't always have to spirit, yeah, we're all spiritual. Sure. We're all already spirits. We're all already spirits. Sure. And then the crown yeah. is like said to be really no color. It's all colors and no colors. It's diamond energy. But a lot of people associate it with also fuchsia because it's like when you know when you see um like when you have a diamond and you see all the rainbow colors, but it also has like a purple essence. I actually have this thing here because when the when the sun hits it, you could see like the oh my phone fell. Oh, you yeah, could yeah. see all the sure. sorry. Oh. You oh. could see all of the rainbow color when the sun hits it, but there's also a little bit of like fuchsia that trans- transcends with light. So the crown is the essence of like enlightenment and being unlimited and being fearless, being having absolute knowing that you are always going to be okay. Having like absolute faith, absolute Mm. love, absolute connection to source. And that's what we're all going, we're all heading towards that, whether we're intentional or not. Headed towards. And it's a journey. It's a journey. It's. Carmen, you were just a... Oh, my gosh. I don't know about that. Well, you know, I do have a Aquarius right? So I I resonate with all that information that you do, too. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I don't know if I'm an encyclopedia. I know I just... I ask a lot of questions. And quite frankly, I've just been called to bring... To put this this podcast to life. Mm -hmm. To share the knowledge. To have that unknown and to raise the vibration and to raise the awareness of... Yeah. wellness and what that means for people and and introduce so Carmen in this uh, time that we have left together um, what would you like to leave the listener you're with? worth the time it takes to establish a grounding ritual with the earth you are part of the earth the, the earth is alive and she is conscious and if you establish a vibrational relationship with the earth you will benefit on so many levels your physical self your emotional self your mental self your spiritual self it's a win-win and then your compassion towards the earth grows and then you have a respect for the earth and that's what we're here to do we actually i believe now i don't never read this anymore but i believe that we came here to help the earth transcend 
But how can we do that if we don't have a relationship with her? And mm. it's a win-win. We establish a connection with her. She nourishes us. She helps us. And then we owe it to her to heal her. It makes me emotional. I think it's so beautiful. Like, it's just like, I want to recycle more. I want to use, you know, better products. I want to make sure that I'm eating the right things that are sustainable and learning about how to, you know, garden in a more effective way and community, all of the stuff that we're here to do. Like, it really begins with Mm. taking those moments to ground to quiet ourselves with her, to realize that she is a mother, but then the universe, she is part of this universe, and so are we, and the elements, like everything, it's just so beautiful. You're worth the time it takes to establish this connection. Everything that you are positively will be enhanced, and all of the shadow stuff will be reduced. We would be crazy to not have this relationship with her. That is the message. Mm -hmm. And one final question. It's the most important question of our time together. Flan! Authentic flan with caramel sauce in the little holes. (laughs) If it doesn't have little holes, it's not authentic. (laughs) And how do you attribute flan to wellness? Well, it's part of the balance because it's totally not, it's sugary and milky, but it's part of like my inner (laughs) child remembering my mother in the kitchen making the flan and talking about her mother in Mexico. So like for oh, me, God. flan reminds me of when my mom was in the kitchen with her heels and all dolled up, but still cooking. And it nourishes my soul. It, it's that too is healthy to have normalcy and also be part of the third dimension to not always be organic, which I absolutely love to eat high vibrational foods. But to me, flan is a high vibrational food for my inner child. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. That's so beautiful. Carmen, thank you so much for your time. I'm so happy that we finally connected. So Carmen, if someone would like to reach out to you, how can the listener find you? Okay, so the easiest way would be CarmenSema.com. CarmenSema.com? And it goes to my my holistic Mother Earth Ayurveda and to the Chakra School. They all kind of merge to one. But the way it's spelled is Carmen, C-A-R-M-E-N-S-I-M-A.com. So that's the website where you can access me. Mother Earth Ayurveda is on Instagram and my email is Carmen at Mother Earth Ayurveda, but that's hard to spell. So Carmen Sima is easier. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. And if you found value in this episode and know of someone who deserves to hear this story, can you please pass this on for me? It is my life's mission to touch as many lives as possible. And it would mean so much if you could take a few seconds, share this message leave a five-star review to help me enrich lives through interaction. Thank you. And until next time, with light and love, be well.